Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. I just want to let you guys know about the big changes on the way for our Patreon and our patrons. You can now get all exclusive content, shitty movie reviews, and all the other mind-numbing nonsense that you're used to for only $5. Yes, you heard me correct, 5 bucks. What does that mean for you guys that are paying more than 5 bucks for exclusive content? Just go back in, hit the $5 tier, and that way you'll get the same content for a little cheaper. That's just a way for us to say thank you so much for all the support that you guys have given us over the past three years. Go to patreon.com backslash cigar underscore store underscore idiots 06 and get started today. Uncertain times call for uncertain measures. And now more than ever, it's time to become prepared for the uncertainty that lies ahead. Hey, this is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. And let me introduce you guys to Deluxe CCTV Inc., They are the leading manufacturer and distributor of video and audio surveillance, hidden cameras, GPS trackers, anti-phone tapping devices, counter surveillance, and infidelity detection. Over the past 20 years, they've served over 500,000 customers worldwide. As the industry's trusted source in video surveillance, Deluxe CCTV Inc. offers the latest technology and security solutions such as video surveillance, custom hidden cameras, GPS trackers, bug detectors, and integrated surveillance systems. Also, they have a full line of survival gear. In addition, Deluxe CCTV Inc. has the largest selection of covert surveillance equipment available in North America at the market's most competitive prices. Complementing their extensive line of high-quality products, Deluxe CCTV Inc. offers industry-leading warranties and exceptional customer service that continues to set them apart from other competitors. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, hit the link, and use promo code CSIPOD01 and get started today. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, <laughs> Cigars or Idiots. I am Rob, and I'm excited because I have my good friend back in here with me. It's been a little while since we got to talk, so if you would tell everybody who you are. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Lacey Landrum. How's how's everything going? It's good. Do you Thanks have any, for having me back. You have any energy left chasing that wild Indian of yours? Um, not much. <laughs> Not much. We sit. Definition of boy is him. We sit and watch those all the videos that your mom makes and that you make, and like we we just love him to death. He cracks us up. His dance moves are his dance moves are on par, second to none. Yes, yes. Where where did he learn those moves? We we had a wedding last weekend, and um, all he wanted to do was go to the dance party. Yeah. So he was supposed to be the ring bearer. 
And so we told him, you can only go to the dance party if you take these rings. <laughs> because that's all he was concerned about was when he could go dance. Yeah. So how did yes. that go? How did that go for him? Did he, did he stay on task? He did. did. He got it done? He did. Good, he did. Good. He did a good thing. And he was the first one on the dance floor and the last one to leave. So <laughs> he loved it. Was that song closing time? Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be his theme <laughs> song when be, he grows that's up. That's going to be him for sure. <laughs> yeah. Between he, that and his chickens, that's all he cares about. Yeah. So, so he's big into, uh, I know his granddaddy probably, and yeah, do you guys have the chickens or does we he? We do. Okay. Yes. So how many chickens does he have to he take care nine. of? He has nine. Nine. And so he's all about gathering up eggs and selling his oh, eggs. Oh, yes. He likes to go and get his eggs and put them in the, you know, egg containers and sells them. Yeah. And, he um he makes his customers look at them and he'll say are they are they good and you have to tell them if they're good <laughs> and then he'll get his monies yeah for his, piggy his monies bank. for his piggy bank yep, <laughs> yep exactly so it's too funny man we 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 get a kick out of watching him grow up so that's one good thing about social media that yeah. I can say there's not a lot of good things about social media but it's it's fun to to get to watch you know, people's kids grow up and, yeah. and, and connect the, with people you don't see. Every yeah, day. yeah, yeah, and that's what it was originally made for. So yeah, that's what it should still be. Before we get <laughs> before we get dug in too deep to what we're going to talk about, I just want to ask you if you saw, did you see the video of the girls? Um, they were doing the um, what was it? The uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Um, no. They were they were doing a tour with his artwork. Yeah. And I think it's in England, and these two crazy girls with purple hair. No. <laughs> took a can of soup and splashed it all over the painting. And then they super glued themselves to a wall to protest climate change. Wow. Yeah. Ruined this painting. Yeah. Million, multi-million <laughs> dollar painting. painting. Wow. Forever. Just and super glued themselves super to glued a wall. themselves to a wall. Yeah. Wow. What is wrong with it? What is and wrong I even, with people? I think, I, I know I did. I posted it on our, our Instagram page and I said, uh, you know, sick mental illness is like running rampant in the world, yeah. you know, and it's just sad. Yeah. Why do people do things like that? And I had like somebody that? like call me down and say, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with mental illness. And uh, I'm offended. Well, <laughs> well, everybody's offended well, these go, days. Go glue yourself to a wall yeah, and throw some so, shit on the Mona Lisa. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's terrible. I mean, I don't no, understand. I haven't seen that. What I'm do you, to look that up. I mean, what do you you even uh what do you even yeah what pose you're gonna get out of that, it? yeah. it's like the women that uh they were going into i think it was joel olstein's church taking their clothes off yeah, protesting clothes abortion off. Yep, yeah because yep. that's, that's the way you that. do it yeah that's, that's what you, gets everybody's yep, attention yeah that's what nobody thinks you're crazy at all no not at all not at there's all. a handbook there's, somewhere there's not more effective ways <laughs> no, to, <laughs> to get people's to, attention yeah to get people's yeah attention i mean a fire and, maybe and to, and to make I a change know. you know <laughs> right. that's what we gotta do we gotta get naked and go into a church <laughs> start burning stuff <laughs> yeah. i don't know throwing somebody soup on people yeah, i don't know yeah. so and super ourselves to walls yeah that's the, uh now you know uh during the playoffs the nba playoffs last year mm-hmm. it was, i think they were in memphis was it memphis or it could have been it was the grizzlies or it may have been uh minnesota I'm not sure. Could be Minnesota. Yeah. Probably Minnesota. Not Memphis, <laughs> Minnesota. Um, but women were gluing themselves to the basketball courts, protesting abortion. I mean, I just feel like there's more, or the, a, or the, a or more the effective way yeah. to to get your point across yeah. and to initiate change than by gluing yourself to something. I mean, do you think about how I'm going to get out of this? Yeah. Once yeah. it happens, once it sets up, don't use Gorilla Glue. Yeah, you're going to be there, man. <laughs> you're going to be there. You're going to be a hot. You're going to be walking around how, with like wooden how, planks how are glued to your hands. On, Unglued. I don't know. I don't know. I I think the lady. I would imagine that would like chemically burn you. Yeah, I think the lady at the basketball court. She got jerked off the court. 
So she probably left a little DNA back, <laughs> back behind the three-point line. She has no more fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. goodness. What a crazy world we live in, too. It so. is. Um, well, it's been about two years since you and I got together and we got yes. to talk. And uh, and if you would just kind of go into why we initially talked about and why it's so important right now, because, of course, it's breast, can- uh, breast cancer awareness, easy yes. for me to say, uh, this month. And uh, if you would just kind of go back and, and kind of go over your story uh, and just let people kind of know, uh, you know, your age and how all these things happened it, 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 so fast. So. Yeah. So um, in 2019, in April of 2019, I found a lump in my breast and I went to the doctor and um, I was uh, roughly nine months, eight months postpartum at the time with my wild child that mm-hmm. we talk about now. Um, and they told me, you know, don't worry about it. Um, it's more than likely from breastfeeding or a cyst or hormonal, you know, and just kind of put me off. Mm -hmm. I was 28 years old. So fast forward to July and I found a second lump in my breast. We were actually in Colorado at the time on family vacation and, um, Buck was like in his wallowing stage, I call it. And all he wanted to do was wallow Mm -hmm. all over me. And I just remember it being so, so, so painful anytime he touched my breast. And so I went to a second doctor. Um, they immediately did a breast exam here at the Floyd Breast Center. Um, immediately did a mammogram and then sent me straight for an ultrasound where they did an ultrasound um, biopsy, um, three biopsies actually, and made me an appointment for the next day to come in and get the results. Mm-hmm. So at 29, 29, yeah, 29 years old, um, I found out I had stage three triple negative breast cancer with an 11 month old at home. Um, whereas if I would have been diagnosed in April, it may have been stage two or late stage one mm-hmm. because my type of cancer grows, doubles in size in about 60 days. Holy cow. Um, it's a very aggressive form of breast cancer. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And then from there, I did 16 rounds of chemotherapy, 17 rounds of immunotherapy. Um, I did a double mastectomy with immediate reconstruction. I did 33 rounds of radiation. And then I did um, expansion fillers. And then I did um, my final reconstruction surgery last year. Yeah. So, and then all those things that you talk about that you went through, uh, the whole, the physical part of it, I mean, it's like, it's physically taxing, oh, like yeah, every very. single step of the way. There's not one point where it gets, I guess it gets easier. Yeah, no, I, I, I tell people all the time that life after cancer is so much harder than life with cancer. Because when you're going through treatments, I would just set myself a goal. I just got to get through that next chemo. I just mm-hmm. got to get to that next, you know, radiation treatment. I, I know I have surgery in February. I have, you know, I, I, you constantly have something that you're looking to to get to to accomplish. But then after all that's kind of over, you're just kind of sitting there, you know. Yeah, you still have appointments. I still have appointments all the time, and I'm still going and doing this, but... I'm cancer free. And so it's not something where I'm going every week, you know, to an appointment or to a labs or to something. And so once you kind of have time to sit and reflect on everything that you just went through with a one-year-old at home, 
it's just exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't, and I imagine you had a lot of time to sit and think a lot of time to sit and reflect. I mean, I just, I can't imagine, uh, a, I did. a, a longer process than what you went through. I did. I was very fortunate that my oncologist, um, here in Rome, Dr. Dillman, she fought for me to get an immunotherapy, um, for my type of cancer. Triple negative breast cancer doesn't have as many options as other hormonal breast cancers as far as treatment. So, for my specific type of cancer, basically all there was was chemo and surgery and radiation. And if it worked, great. And if not, there's nothing else we can do mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. There's no hormonal um, chemo pill you can take. And it's that cut and dry. Yeah, it's that cut and dry. And that's how they told us. You know, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And <clears throat> luckily there was a um, study done in Europe with this immunotherapy that I took, Keytruda. It had been approved for... Um, Lung cancer had not been approved for triple negative breast cancer, but a trial had been done, and they saw really great results with that trial with recurrence for triple negative breast cancer. And so Dr. Dillman fought for me to get that Mm -hmm. drug through the company um, because it wasn't FDA approved here yet. Right. And I was able to get it also. Um, The thing about that was there's a rare side effect that can go along with that immunotherapy that I got. Um, Lucky it, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, um, like less than 2% of people end up with it, but it was a really rare form of rheumatoid arthritis. I remember you were going through that. So after I finished my cancer treatment, I beat cancer. Everything's going well. Then, well, here's your walker because you felt you like a hundred year old woman. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so then you're just sitting there thinking, I just fought for my life and now I can't do anything but basically sit because if not, I mean, and even sitting would hurt. I mean, it would hurt. Every, every joint in my body hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, they got me into the right doctors. And so now I'm on the right medications that will help, you know, do that. But it, it's always something. And life after cancer is just a lot more exhausting. Yeah. There's other there's other things there's down other the road you got to look at. And I think for me, it's the unknown. Like, any little thing can ha- I told you, I had a migraine yesterday. Yeah. My first thought is, is my cancer back in my brain? Okay, no. Like, yeah. you have oh, a no, migraine. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Any, You're basically webbing DM thing. yourself. Yes, basically all the time. <laughs> Don't do like, that. <laughs> Buck and I had a stomach bug about a month ago. Yeah. Okay, do we have a stomach bug or is my cancer... No, yeah. you have a stomach bug. Yeah. You know, but it's a constant battle within your mind. Well, does this feel all right? Does this not feel all right? Mm-hmm. Does it, is this weird? Is is this my cancer? Is this not my cancer? Like, is this a new cancer? Like, yeah. and before before I had cancer, that wasn't something Never I ever thought, thought about. about. Yeah. I mean, I was young and healthy. Look at you, twenty eight years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. something you don't think about at no. twenty eight years old. No, and two with you being twenty eight. Um, a lot of ladies that are in, in their late twenties like that, or even early twenties like that, that there, there weren't testing right. like available for them. Right. There's not. It, so the younger you are, typically the more dense your breasts are. And so you're not really even a candidate for breast, um, mammograms because they don't always show up or they're not as, a, as effective as showing up. Mm-hmm. And so the best thing they can do is just a breast exam and then basically, guide your testing mm-hmm. off of that but there's so many young women who 
it is common to have hormonal cyst or, right. you know, cyst caused from caffeine or other things or breastfeeding or just hormonal changes in general. And right. they'll be like, oh, we'll just watch it and, you we, know, come back in three months. And we'll, if it keeps bothering you, well, this day and age, people aren't going to the doctor in no, three months if it's still no, bothering you, no, you know. You're not. It's, it's not. Or if you're my dad, you don't go ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so they just don't. I got that. Me. I inherited that gene from yeah. him too. So, but we had that, we had that scare at our house too. And I'm right. Miss. Yeah. you and and i think they kind of uh kind of pinned it as like a, a caffeine type cyst yeah. that was going on there but that was that was scary man yeah, it was scary it is, it I is mean, scary. She, Brittany's young too yeah. so yeah and and you don't ever think oh well, i'm 48 then ain't me i don't have cancer mm-hmm. but i knew i knew in my gut when i found that second lump when so we, we were in colorado go. i remember Telling Brett, if he hits me again, talking about our son, I'm going to throw him across this room because (laughs) it was just so painful. And I remember Brett saying, when we get home, you're going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And I made that appointment. I didn't tell anybody where I was going. One of my friends kept him, our son, um, and I went. And within 24 hours, we were back with, you know, my diagnosis and everything just kind of kick-started. Yeah, just went super fast. But you just think. Um, you know, it's going to be nothing. Right. Why, I, why am I going to go waste that money? Like, in my mind, why am I going to go waste I that, that $45 co- yep. copay on this when it's going to go away and yeah. it's going to be fine? I know that, uh, and I know your family pretty well, uh, and I can't, like, I know there's there's not enough words to even kind of describe the support system that you had as far as, like, your work family, your home family. Like, everybody was, like, it was that's a huge part of your recovery. Oh, it's yeah. a huge part of your yeah, recovery. I, I can't imagine people that have to go through it without any, any yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people that do. It, it a is. Lot of it's, it's very um, eye opening. I work with um, our volunteer with Summit Quest Cancer and I, um, support services here in Rome. And it's a nonprofit that is towards cancer patients in our area and it's an amazing the amount of people who do go through it alone or who just don't have a ride so they mm-hmm. just won't go get treatment wow. or they just you just know, give up yeah that they have no reason to want to but i did i had the best support system a person could ever think of i mean not only my family my friends our community yeah multiple I communities mean, yeah it was just was yeah. behind me everybody was behind me and like we laugh now because i i turned into the harbin face child for breast cancer yeah because they were asking me to do you know do this buck and i got to be on a billboard mm-hmm. together which was so that. cool yeah, was. i mean when was i ever going to be on a billboard with my kid right, you know right and it, it turned out to be something really cool and, and i'm glad I that it's I've... something i can bring awareness to for young you know young especially young women I mean, i'm surprised happen. i'm not on a billboard for something <laughs> terrible <Other things>. right? <laughs> but yeah it, it it did i had the best support system anybody could ever dream of yeah. and and i i at the time i was diagnosed i worked at Pep, uh, pepper middle school for becky mccoy and i called her this i was diagnosed on friday and we were supposed to start work on wednesday and I called her, and um, she said, don't worry about anything. I, I got it handled for you, you know. And and she took the reins, and my uh, my co-teacher at the time was Russ Burnett, and he kind of took over and helped train the person that was going to be doing my job, and mm-hmm. they took care of everything for me. I, I literally did nothing but sign the papers they would send me and yeah. say, we need your signature on this, you know, vice versa. But it, it was – 
as seamless as it could be considering the time that we were in. Right, right. Um, do you miss teaching? I do miss teaching. Yeah. I think that um, these kids are a little different than they were before. Buddy, let me tell you. I think these COVID kids are a little different than it was when I was. You know, we, you know, we got a a fifteen year old at home, and then we've got uh, a nine and an eight year old. Yes, my big kid, my big boy. He's already grown up, moved out of the house. He's a married man now. So, um, but I can't believe he's I know. my baby. Jesus, I know. <laughs> Tyler was my baby. I know at it. School. I know it. And I appreciate you taking care of him. Yes, but he, um, but. They come home and tell these stories about these kids, and like even teachers too. Like I, I, I kind of had to go have some conversations. Like I just think everybody's so tired. Yeah, they're just tired, you know. And there's no direction there. That after the two COVID years we had, and uh, kids just running wild. Yeah. And, um, well, we um, so during so also when I was going through chemo and everything else, um, Buck had to start doing speech therapy because he was just kind of behind on some of his speech stuff when he was two and we started seeing a therapist and everything was great turned out he couldn't hear and he had to have tubes put in and it relieved all that pressure gotcha night and day difference it was kind of an easy fix but she and i were talking about his age group of kids are struggling with speech so much because that those formative years, so many adults they were around were masked. Yeah. And so they didn't get to you watch that lip or, reading. Yeah. And I never realized how Me much neither. I depended on lip yeah. reading. I never until, thought about that. Yeah. yeah until makes sense. people started wearing masks. And yeah. I'd be like, what did you say? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Like, I, you know, even now, like I work in the ER yes. and, uh, when so the doctor still have masks. Oh yeah, on. when the doctor says, and I'm not used to it, you know, but the doctor will say something, and I'm like, "Is he talking to me?" I'm yeah. like, you know, and they'll let you know real, <laughs> real quick if they was talking to you if you yeah. didn't answer them. So, yeah. but uh, but no, yeah, even our little one, um, she got behind in reading like big time, yeah. like buried in yeah. in reading, and so we we got her a little extra help at school, but now she's back on track. But saying that, you know, we go back and talk about support systems. Like some of these kids don't have. They don't, they don't have, have that extra. They yeah. don't have anything. So they're yeah. they're they're getting lost in the shuffle. That's Braden, my oldest. Um, when all this happened, he was in ninth grade and then, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade year when COVID was the real big thing and he's in gifted classes and A P classes and I just remember thinking, How is he gonna manage to do this A P no class yeah, I, without a teacher there. If you, if I mean, you told me to learn algebra by myself, yeah. <laughs> you forget about it. But I mean he he did fine, but I was just thinking from a teacher standpoint too, how hard that is. You yeah. can't differentiate with your kids yeah. when they're all on a Google class. You know, you can't And then you got the littles, like they're I mean their attention span is like a fruit fly yeah <laughs> so you can't yeah. yeah we we struggled those two years we yeah. it took a minute for everybody to get dialed back in but everybody's everybody's seems to be back on track right now yeah. so and then zoe of course she's just too smart for her own good right so well, she's got that artist brain I, never so. she gets that from yeah. so. <laughs> god yeah, help us all the, the same with support systems for that i mean we all need support systems no matter what yeah. it is but um Depending on if it was code for your kids or, or going just, through cancer like me, right. you know, we all need something. And something that I have really struggled with lately, I would say it's really hit me hard in the past six months is survivor's guilt. And survivor's guilt is, is real. And I never really thought that 
it would really affect me as hard as it has. But I've had some ladies who I was really, really close to mm-hmm. who really mentored me and um, really helped me along my journey that have passed away. And I, at first, I just didn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I out just, of sight, out yeah, of mind. just didn't deal with it. But then it, it's kind of grown, nagged at me and nagged at me and nagged at me until I've had to start dealing mm-hmm. with it because it's it, it's real and it's yeah. It's sad, and it you know it. I struggle with it. I do. I I struggle with survivor's guilt and what my purpose is. You're carrying um, the torch, man. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's just it's something that I definitely struggle with, and I'm working on, and and I know that there's a bigger plan here, but it's hard to understand it sometimes. Oh, I know. You know, I my good friend Chrissy, um, she had came on, and we had talked a couple of months ago about she had lost her son. Uh, he was 14. He had cancer. He had osteosarcoma. And uh, she had told me about, uh, or she told on the podcast, there was an organization that brings in people that has lost, uh, you know, children or family members or whatever, and they take your cell phones, and then you just have a big, huge, like, powwow for yeah. as long as you're there yeah. and uh but it was beneficial it was very beneficial to her it helped her out kind of helped her see things a little differently because the way she was she's like, yeah. like she said she's struggling every day just to go through the motions oh like, yeah she's I can't like imagine she's like put your foot on the floor you know put well, your I, other foot on the floor i can vividly remember we um, were asked by this nonprofit called thumbs up mission it's out of gainesville and it's um named after a, a kid um uh, his last name was Coker. I can't remember his first name, but he died from um, brain cancer in high school when his family started this foundation in his honor. And every year they take um, families who one of the parents are struggling with cancer and they take the families and the kids to the Great Wolf Lodge in LaGrange so that the kids can have a weekend of we're not having to worry about cancer, just going and having fun with our mom and dad, whatever. And I can remember we were there, and this is when I was right in the middle of chemo, and I was bald, and, you know, we took Braden and um, our nephew Cooper because Buck was only one, so mm-hmm. he, he couldn't really go. And um, I remember going, and I had just went up this, you know, 20-foot step, million steps water slide, and I remember as soon as we got down, the boys wanted to go right back up, at, you know, and I was like thinking just, gosh, like <laughs> – I don't know if I can. And yeah. there was this little girl that walked in, and she had cancer, and she was on a walker. And um, Brett and I had kind of just sat down and just watching people. And um, she went over that step, and she walked every one of those steps up. She wouldn't let anybody carry her. She wouldn't let anybody help her. She walked them. And I just remember looking at Brett and crying. And he said, what's wrong? And I said, I know what I'm going through, and I can't imagine having to watch my kid go I through know. that. I know. And those – parents that are there every step with their kids i mean hats off to yeah. them that i think that they are stronger than i don't I know ever where could have been. i don't know where those people get their strength i, I don't, don't either i don't, I don't and, I, and you know i know that they'll say well you're you, you know you have to and i get that mm-hmm. you have to you have to just pick up and go on and you you have to but yeah I, it's amazing it I mean, is it amazing. is the 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 will of a human uh, when it comes to things like that, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's almost like a superpower it has you got to be. have yeah. because I don't think I have it. I don't think and, I have well, it. And I think too, you know, when you're faced it in the moment, it's like a fight or flight, you know, you, you, you got to face it head on and mm-hmm. you got to go and you got to do it. And then 
kind of, especially for me, once everything kind of calmed down and we saw I was going to be okay and you kind of let that defense down a little bit, that's when it's just like, damn, like, you yeah. know, I just had the fight of my life right. for a year and yeah. I can breathe a little bit now, yeah. you know, but I don't know, it's just different for... It, if you could tell uh, tell me a little bit too, I know that you had there's there was a law that was passed yeah, which kind of so. benefited a, a lot of people. <clears throat> so, so Lacey's law, yes, is the name of it. Um, so our state representative for our area is Trey Kelly, who's a, a family friend of ours, and um, I we casually saw Trey one night at Zorba's. And we were just talking. His aunt Barbara is actually one of the ladies who was so so good to me at the beginning. She's passed away. I have um, not ate at Zorba's in so long. Oh my long. gosh, it's our favorite. I know. Every time we go down there, we. See <laughs> I mean, y'all. you go to Zorba's <laughs> or you go to the border. Yeah, or the I mean, Waffle House. Where else I is mean, there that's the three. Yeah. That's the three you go to. Um, I saw him in passing, and I just said, uh, "Trey, I'm going to work with you. We need to figure out what we can do to get women, younger women, um, the testing they need." you know, for cancer purposes. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I remember at the breast center that day when they told me I needed a mammogram, and she said, now, if your mammogram comes back that it's cancerous, your insurance will cover it. But if it comes back that it's not, you'll have to pay for it. Well, what are you going to do? Say, right. don't do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, It's a life and death yeah. situation. <laughs> so do it. So he was like, okay, okay, okay. So he started working on it. I started thinking about it. He and I got together a couple of times, kind of talked about, what I thought needed to happen, he worked with um, different people at the Capitol, you know, to uh, for the legislative side of things. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to pass that bill in uh, 2020, right the day that Georgia shut down for COVID. Um, we were actually at the Capitol that day watching um, the bill get passed. Yeah, and, which is cool. Uh, it was so cool. Um, but basically what it does... And for the first three years, it's only for state health um, benefits to, like, teachers, defects workers, um, anybody that would be on the state health insurance plan. Mm -hmm. Um, But that if you are 30, it used to be 35, if you are now 30 and considered high risk or have a reasoning to get mammograms or ultrasounds or whatever your doctor deems necessary, it will cover them. And so, basically, this three, first three years is like a pilot kind of program to see um, if it's able to help catch cancer at earlier stages. Which is what which, which is, is what key. we need. Yeah. Um, and if it does, hopefully, it will be able to be spread out throughout all insurances, not only for Georgia, but you know, just throughout the United States. Yeah. Which yeah, when you get, it's, I mean, it's super important. Oh, it's super important you, to catch it early. You have yeah. so much more. Um, treatment options mm-hmm. when you catch you know your cancer early basis versus what i i mean we were told your stage three this is either gonna work or it's not yeah okay you know so yeah I mean, <laughs> well let's hope it does yeah for real you know so. but yeah so tell everybody now where where you're at with all so this, this i am cancer free good um i hit my three-year diagnosis um in july july 12th um, my three-year cancer-free will be February 10th of 2023. Um, I count my surgery day as me being cancer-free because I still had some residual cancer left when they went in to do surgery, but they got it all gotcha. there. 
um, for my type of cancer, the highest chance of recurrence is in the first three years. So if I make it through February without um, a recurrence, my chances go way down, um, which is what what you want. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, Yeah. Um, I have a beautiful little four-year-old that's wild and a 16-year-old that's not wild. <laughs> uh, they balance each other yeah, out. They balance each so. other out. It's like fire and ice, yeah. you know. Um, and I just stay home with with him, and I mean, they both keep me running on whatever I got. Yeah, we do. talked about schedules yeah. with uh, sports and stuff. Yeah, yeah. hey, Bucks in preschool this year. At oh the my little gosh, church in town, and so um, I know. Now, now, you said I, I think you had posted a picture. You went and ate lunch with him, and he said it was the best day of his life. Yeah, best day ever. Best day ever. Yeah. So yeah, best day ever. His best day ever is either going to um, McDonald's, <laughs> yeah, and going inside to eat, mm-hmm. or to Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. And going inside. He loves to go inside. Yeah. But only at fast food. <laughs> yeah. Now, is he one of these kids that has to go into everybody's bathroom? No. See, Tyler was like that when, uh, like, I had a. Oh, he's um, a bathroom inspector. Oh, man. That's yeah. Robin. Yeah. My Aunt Robin. She's the bathroom <laughs> inspector. Tyler, anywhere we go. I'm telling you, everywhere we would go, he'd, he'd uh, I used to have a dental lab, so you spent yeah. crowns of bridges for dentist offices years ago. That's another thing that I've, I've done everything. <laughs> I was going to so. say, you're like a jack of all trades. Uh, master of none. So, yeah. But, uh, Every time we would go into these offices, he was always with me. It's like he was always with me. Yeah. He's about three years old. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, man, you don't got to go to the bathroom. He's like, go check it he out. just go in there and look. That's all he wanted to do. He That's just wanted funny. to go look at everybody's yeah, bathroom. No, he's so. not. He's not in that. He might go look in your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> or, I was if that kid, or if so. you're offering a snack, he's yeah. going to take that snack. <laughs> For sure. 100%. But he's not into the bathroom. So. I know y'all had posted the picture of him going into school or whatever. It may even have been a video. And, dude, he just handled it like a champ. Oh, my God. I cried the whole way oh, down, yeah. the whole way home. Yeah. We asked, could we walk him in? And he was like, no. I'm a big boy. I don't need you to walk me in. Bye. See you later. And he literally got out of the car, turned around, said, bye, mama, bye, dada, and walked out <laughs> Take in. care of my chickens. As I'm squalling. <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. Brett's like, you have got to get it together. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. I know, I don't. right? And I did not think I would be that way, yeah. being a teacher. You yeah. know, I did not think yeah. that. But, I mean, you really think about it. That's the first time you're leaving your kid with strangers anybody yeah i mean it's yeah, yeah. they're strangers i yeah. mean i trust them we, yeah we love miss Sadie sure. and miss andrea mm-hmm. but like he was without me yeah like, that's the first time he's ever really been without me yeah. <laughs> you know and, he, and i'll tell you like you know tyler's 21 now um it goes fast it it'll go fast so i can't imagine I think about Braden, like how i mean what is he now he was, 16 he's 16 16 He'll years old in april yeah he was unbelievable I think Brayden was eight when Brett and I started dating. Yeah. So, so you've been there half his life. Half his life. Yeah. But I, it's so funny because um, Buck can wear the clothes I bought Brayden when Brett and I started dating. Really? Like I had kept them. Yeah. So like, but where you know he's just big. Yeah, he's gonna so, be a big boy. Yeah, like he already He'd be wears, big like his yeah, daddy. Yeah, he wears youth medium shirts, which is what really Brayden wore then, and so he's wearing like re re-wearing yeah. the stuff that i had put up for him yeah we were talking the other day like uh cadence cadence is 15 and like she's got clothes that she can't wear anymore and then we we're just gonna like you know she hardly ever wore a lot of this stuff and so we we're gonna let zoe go through it and i'm like 
I mean, have you seen her? Like, yeah, yeah. She can't wear. <laughs> yeah. She can't wear none of those no. clothes. Yeah, that's not. She can wear Cadence's clothes right now. Right. So yeah, yeah. Hand them down to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, what I would like to do before you get out of here, uh, if you could find, if you could find your twenty-eight-year-old self, and have that conversation, like you know, right before anything, before there's any diagnosis. You sit down and have that conversation with your twenty-eight-year-old self. What? What? How would that conversation go? Um, you're gonna get through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll get through it. Um, sorry, it's okay. <laughs> you don't usually make me cry, Rob. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna get through it. It's gonna. It's gonna suck, and that's what I try to tell people now. Um, I have found myself in a situation where people around me are diagnosed or somebody of somebody's diagnosed. I'll say, hey, will you reach out to them? And, of course, always, yes, always call me, yes. Um, But I also don't want to be, like, pushy, you know, like, but I always try to tell people, it's going to suck. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to suck. There's going to be days where you just want it to end. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to do it anymore, but you're going to get through it, and you'll be better at the end of it because of it. Yeah. Um, you've got to just just set little goals for yourself and just constantly push through, constantly remind yourself of your why. You've got to find your why. And obviously for me that was my kids. You know, that that's your why. And that's anytime you start feeling those things, you just gotta remember, this is my why. This is right. why I'm doing this is literally why I'm fighting for my life mm-hmm. is for the for these two boys in mm-hmm. my life. And um, you'll get through it. It's going to suck, but you'll get there. Yeah. No, I think it's great advice. It's great yeah. advice. What kind of avenues do people have when they they do get diagnosed? What what kind of channels is there available to them to kind of help start the process? Is there is there anything specific? I mean, I know with the doctor's office, they start probably setting you up with, with, oh, yeah. with groups to get reach out to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like as far as in our area, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So there's Summit Quest, which is like an outdoor um, adventure type nonprofit. Um, we really focus on the family, um, doing like activities and stuff with the kids. Um, our families in general. COVID kind of, you know, put a halt on sure a lot uh, of that. the world. Yeah, on the world. Um, but they also will help with like just um, gotta get some ivermectin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody just take that. I mean, that's what we give our dogs. <laughs> That's what we give our I'm dogs. Not, but. I mean, I've been called a dog before, <laughs> and I took it, and I was fine. So. Um, but you have Summit Quest here in Rome. Um, Don't do as I say. Cancer Navigators, they're over on the third floor um, with the Breast Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do a lot. Um, they can help set you up with, like, uh, phones with the United Way and that type of thing, gas cards. Um, the biggest thing I can tell you is every, whether it's your oncology office your you know, whatever your doctor's office, they'll have a social worker. So if you need something, tell them. And those social workers, they're amazing and they'll, they'll make it happen for you or connect you with who you need to be connected with. Um, this is something that I always had a question about, um, with, uh, you see this a lot in sometimes I, to me, I look at it. If it's not somebody that I know personally, like close to, um, I, I don't I, I don't I don't know if people feel the way I feel about it. Like if you're a nuisance to right. somebody going through a hard time, right. 
but can you can you like give me any uh, on the on the meal train thing? Is that something important? I mean, I mean, I know it's important. Yeah. But but like to me, I feel like I'm being pesky. Like I'm going now, to somebody's house. So. <laughs> no, so we did the meal train um, after I had my bilateral mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't feel like cooking nothing. No. And my mama was dealing with me and my one-and-a-half-year-old, you know. Mm. So the meal train for us was great. Yeah. We did it, I think, for like 10 days. Yeah. And that was perfect. Yeah. Um, I would say you don't need a meal every night. Like, people should spread it out a little bit because normally they're bringing so much, you have enough for lunch and right. supper. And you, you got know. 18 more things. To- yeah, and there's not enough room. Don't bring another casserole say, in this house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the food was great. I'm so thankful for our friends that, you know, yeah. I don't that did that. that for us. But, too, when you're bringing the food, like, don't overstay. Yeah, like, yeah. Normally, those people are going through yes. something, and they don't want to. And and they're not going to be rude to you. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to be rude. You just made them supper, yeah. you know. But yeah. and, and and none of my people were like that. You know, yeah. they all would come in, give us hugs, hope it's great, yeah. and they would leave. Yeah. But I can see where that could last into. Yeah, a long sure. type thing. But yeah. I think it just basically depends on the person, like. I'm not going to sign up to do a meal train for somebody I really don't know. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah. like I would try to keep because we always like, want to help people. Like yeah. anytime we can, we try to help people with whatever. And uh, honestly, like people going through cancer or I mean anything really in life, and and but specifically cancer because that's what I know about now. Anytime I want to help people like that, I always get on my gas card. Yeah. And just get on my gas card because they're going to be burning the roads up going to appointments. And that's something sure. they can always use. And I use. never would have thought about that. And so that's, that's a great, that's a great they thing can to do. Always use, or like a Chick fil A gift card just mm-hmm. to keep it something that they can just keep in their car that's not going to take up a bunch of room that I could drop in the mail. You right. know, if I'm not going to see them, I can stick drop them in, it in the mailbox. Stick it in the mailbox. And they have it. They know, you know, I'm there for them. And, but I don't want to intrude on their right. space too. Yeah, that's me. That's me. So I always was like, I'd always see those things. Uh, and I know, you know, we all see it. We all yeah. see it on social media, yeah. but I never really always felt like I was intruding. Yeah. So that's why. But yeah. now, but now the gas card thing, great. Yeah. I can stick that in the yeah, mailbox. Yeah, you can stick and, that in my mailbox. Yeah. And I, I mean, several people did that for me. And, yeah. and, I, and I never thought about it either and, and until I needed it. Sure. You know, and, and that is something that. Because God knows the gas ain't getting uh, no cheaper. Yeah, no gas. <laughs> the, our favorites would be the Walmart or the Kroger because we could use it for groceries or, or gas. gas. Yeah, 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 <laughs> You exactly. know, so, it, you know, it, you just got to take it for what it's worth yeah. and however you feel to be connected to people. And I think that people always ask me, you know, what can we get somebody or they're going through this, what do they need? And yeah. I'm like, don't go get all a bunch of crap. Like, we painted your grass paint yeah now like we no, had people don't. offer to come Please. cut our grass and i know brett appreciated it and they did it and and it was great yeah and i don't want to come off sounding like stuff that people did for me i didn't appreciate oh, because no, yeah, i sure. did but in hindsight like going forward what i tell people if somebody's going through chemo they need a gas card um they need like a good cup to drink out of mm-hmm. at chemo um chapstick like not go get a bunch of word searches and stuff because they're going to sleep the whole time. Yeah. Not go get a bunch of junk. See, this is good information because I, these are things that know, I, yeah, these are important like things. They don't need like they might want a big fuzzy blanket at home, but at chemo they give you those nice warm hospital blankets. Yeah, you know, so the they best. don't they don't need that. Like yeah. 
get them a gas card. If nothing yep. else, just pull your money and get them gas and grocery card yep. because gas chapstick and a good a good yeah. cup. Yeah. It'll keep something cold. Yeah, yeah, or warm, whatever yeah. they. Gotcha. It's weird. Some chemos you can't have cold stuff, and some chemos you really? can't have warm stuff. Yeah, really. Does it just make you? It made you feel bad, or make um, you sick, or? I I didn't have any of those, but a friend of mine, she's passed away. She had pancreatic cancer, and she couldn't have anything that was below like seventy degrees or something. Really, so all of her stuff she couldn't have ice or huh. anything. I don't, so, I don't know why. So I never yeah. asked her why, but maybe just sensitivity mm-hmm. could be. So yeah, could be. weird. But it is October, so go get your mammograms. And go get them checked. Go get them checked. And one of my pet peeves is um, save the tatas. No, don't save them. Get rid of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. get new ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Don't, get some don't, custom built yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you feel like, if you ever feel like something's not right, call your doctor and ask for it. But you can always get a breast exam. Mm-hmm. Always. You don't have to do. And don't anything. think you're too young. Right. Either. Don't think you're too right. young. You know, I've met so many. Women younger than me who've been diagnosed, you know, and typically the younger you are when diagnosed, the more aggressive your cancer is. <clears throat> so don't wait around. Don't be like me. Go get it checked and and go from there. Yeah. And if you don't like your first uh, consult, answer, another get another one. one. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, that too. Because those are You're, those you're are your serious. biggest advocate. Yeah. And so if you feel like you weren't treated fairly and – you, you know, I'm, I'm a part of several different groups talking about breast cancer, and it's amazing the amount of women who will say, well, I felt like I, w- I felt stupid, or I felt like they wrote me off, or I felt like they didn't take me seriously because of my age, and then it comes back, it was cancer. If you ever feel that way, first of all, get a new doctor. Right, immediately. And <laughs> second of all, go get another opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, our breast center here in Rome, they're great, and you can always call and ask for a breast exam um, if you feel a lump or not or something, you know, not right. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll just go from there they if, saw, if you need further testing. Yeah, they saw us quick, too. Yeah. Like she made a call, and I think it was that day. Yeah, was like, usually, get in here. Yeah. yeah, usually they'll yeah. see you within, like, 24 yeah. hours. Y'all have to get together and hear her horror story. I'm not about to put that out there because then I, I still have to go home to her. So. <laughs> hey, I still have to tell me about but, it. But uh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> and and the bad thing was too, you know, COVID was going on, and I couldn't go in there with her. Yeah. And we, I was so mad. I was, I was, I was fighting mad because I wanted to be in there. Oh yeah, and I, they wouldn't let me. So I'm, she was scared, and I, I was scared too. And uh, I'm so fortunate that all of mine happened right before COVID. So yeah, because your whole family would have got arrested. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. My the day that I rang the bell for chemo, I think we had like 53 people came to watch me ring the yeah. bell when I finished chemo, and yeah. they were like. All of these people could not be back here. And I was like, yes, yes they, they can. can. You tell, all, okay, you tell them. Yeah, yeah. That, and that used to be, they used to tell me uh, my first chemo. So you can only have, typically they would like you to have one person come back in the chemo room with you just mm-hmm. because it's not super big, you know. And I remember telling them, okay, well, you tell Trailer Brett which <laughs> one of them can't come because right. I'm not. Right. So. Whichever one you want to let know, yeah. you yeah. let them know because I'm not doing yeah. it. So and my first like, chemo, they both got my mom's meaner than him, yes. so don't pick her. <laughs> yes. That one we were signing, when um, Governor Kemp signed my law, uh, Trey actually invited us over to come, you know, be there when he signed it into law yeah. in Georgia. And he said, but you can only bring one person. I said, well, you call them. 
you figure it out and you call mm-hmm. him and he texts me back about an hour later he said you can bring them both yeah <laughs> I was like, exactly yeah. yeah exactly because i'm not telling either one of them no, no they weren't gonna hear it <laughs> no. so it'd be at all over channel five yes yeah <laughs> we are not making trail man for sure <laughs> yeah well i i appreciate you so much for coming in here i'm glad you're looking good you're looking healthy yes, and just let's you. just keep it going in the right direction so yeah, yeah. Lots of prayers yeah. for y'all, always. Thank you. So you too. y'all are some of my favorite people. Oh, you are too. And thank you for these eggs. Oh yes. I got EB. I'll get him something. Yeah, you'll him. have to um, send him a picture when you cook them. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we'll we've that. been having. Um, open them up. Let me see if they're. Um, did you get one of those? Uh, got some sparkly ones. Yeah. So that one with the 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 fourth one on the back. Yeah, that one. That one has been me in a double yoke every single time. Oh, really? Every single time. Okay. Well, maybe I got these two here. Yeah, be you double got yokes. two. Maybe double yolks. Double yeah. We're going to have to make a cake. Yes. It's oh, just yeah. exactly what my fat self needs. Yeah, I made so. cornbread last week. We had, uh, so Brittany and I's anniversary was this weekend, and so we ordered a cake topper. So the lady made us a cake topper before, uh, for our anniversary. So I went and picked it up yesterday, and we're looking at it, and we just went and, like, ate, like, Italian food, like yeah. way too much food. Yeah. And I was, Heavy. Like, I was like, the cake's still warm and I'm going to have some of this cake. I'm going to eat yeah. some of this cake. And the good news is nobody in our house likes it, but, but like Brittany y'all. and myself. <laughs> and the bad news is nobody in the house likes, likes it, it, but Brittany and myself. So <laughs> now y'all have to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to like, uh, put a picture on my refrigerator and fat shame myself. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> get so anywhere out of control. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's hard sometimes. Yeah. And I will say this too, talking about eating and getting out of control. Um, if you are going through chemo or one of your people are going through chemo, if they want something, give it to them. Just let them have it. If they want it, give it to them. And if you don't have it, go find it right then. Because mm-hmm. there would be some days I didn't want anything and something would cross my mind and, my mama usually would go and make it for me right then, and yeah. it would be just what I wanted. So she's making you. That. She's making you an EB potatoes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes, mashed potatoes. <laughs> Those are his favorite. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Potato steaks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's just a regular, a regular all American kid. Yeah, so, regular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much, thank uh, you, and uh, tell everybody I said hey, I and sure will. Uh, I will make sure that EB gets to watch me cook some eggs. <laughs> okay. Hey, that All right. sounds good. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you. All righty. They tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine, they try to make me